0: You get your Apple goggles. Have you been seeing, Apple goggles. Have you been seeing any of that? They've got like Apple has like their new, uh, like virtual reality, like peripheral now.
1: Oh, like Google, it's kind of like the Google, Google Glass, but it, I, I don't know what yeah, Apple Google calls Glass.
0: it Google Glass, Google Gaga. I don't know what I don't know Google. what Apple calls it, but like <laughs> I've just been seeing videos of like probably maybe the worst thing I've ever seen, which is. The weird, like Nintendo sixty four Tesla truck, and then like someone passes it on the road, and the dude driving is wearing like the goggles, and he's just <laughs> like, because I think it has like Apple's interface, but it's like, it's like a it's like a science fiction movie where it's like it's kind of like a, a a floating screen in front of you, and you kind of you do the Sherlock thing where you, oh. you you move that around and you grab this yeah. and you know <clears throat> all of Apple's like you know, gestures like the three finger pinch on the trackpad and the swipe and all that. But just like some dipshit Mm in a Tesla on autopilot with like his Apple goggles, just gooning or doing whatever in his car. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's
0: like, man, it's the future. So cool.
1: (laughs) That's what all this technology and everything is leading to.
0: Yeah. You got like three virtual monitors. Oh, holy shit. As soon as I opened up Twitter there, you know what this might be? (laughs) This might be satire, but, uh, this is the, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's so bizarre to see, (laughs) (laughs) to see one of those cyber trucks in the wild. Like,
1: oh my God. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, that's gotta be. Yeah. I think that might be satire, but there's like videos that I've seen of like dudes like sitting on public transit, just like kind of sitting like that and like. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh man! It's like you watch those cartoons when you're a kid, and you're like, man, the future is gonna be so cool. We got floating cars, and we're gonna, you know, it's just, it's just gonna be technology's gonna solve all of our problems, and now it's gonna be like these Apple goggles, and it's gonna just be like sports betting ads on everything.
1: Yeah. Man, I I don't. There's no. I'm not. I'm not suited for this kind of shit. Like I don't even like having like my headphones on both ears at the same time. <laughs> I pretty much. I do it when we record these episodes, and that's about it. Yeah. I'm I, two, find, I'm I find something comforting
0: about it. I kind of like it.
1: I mean, I would like to. Like, <laughs> I like the idea of it, especially listening to music. I'm like, yeah. man, I do. I do like that feeling, but. I think I, I'm too. I'm too tied to my like my primal instincts. I have to have like. I can't like close myself off. I have to be aware, you know. Oh yeah. In case in case any predators like <laughs> yeah. enter enter my space while I'm listening to music or or gooning on my, yeah. my cave. <laughs> yeah, we were meant to have eyes on like the sides
0: of our head, like uh like apex <laughs> predators do. Yeah. There was uh when that childish gambino album came out the one with the cover that you hate i bought yeah. like the, the the like deluxe vinyl of it and uh-huh. it came with like these cardboard like kind of like google glass but it's there's no like technology in them it's literally just like those you know you kind of print out your own vr headset kind of deal and uh-huh. it came with like this app that's uh you, it, it's very Donald Glover production where it's like yeah he developed an app for his one-time concert experience thing uh, okay. but uh it was like it was you know it was like five or six songs and it was like it was the kind of thing where you download the app put your phone uh horizontal and then slide it into the glass and then put it up okay to your eyes. yeah and but I did that and then I plugged these headphones into it as well and it was like I, I was like I don't like this Cause like I could literally yeah. look around in the concert cause it was like fully 360. So if I wanted to, I could just turn around and stare at the audience the entire time. <laughs> but like with it, the, well, cause like once your eyes adjusted to it and then you had these uh-huh. headphones on, it was like, I was completely submerged in it. Like I was there. Yeah. And I, it's like, I got a little taste of the future and I was like, no, no, this is bad. This is bad. Like my lizard brain is telling me to run. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I've I've tried that before for some games, like oh yeah, uh, like Super Hot, which is which is oh, really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. fun getting like super super immersed into it. But at the same time, especially because I would play that out at my dad's house, so my like my brothers would be there, and it's like, well, I can't I can't fucking trust them when I got, when I'm blind and deaf pretty much, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isaiah's gonna get on all fours behind you and then you're gonna back up and just like trip over him or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And so maybe that's just crossed over to any sort of like anytime I got headphones on or any sort of like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I will say sometimes like we have our, our neighbors upstairs are pretty loud sometimes so we'll be doing this and I'll just barely hear just like thumping and i'm like i'm like is someone here mm-hmm. like like i can't tell if the door just opened or what's going on yeah it's freaky yeah i know playstation put out like a, a like a vr thing for like the ps4 and they released like resident evil 7 on vr um, and it's like i'm already scared of that game i don't yeah. want to be in the first person's pr- perspective like dealing with that Yeah, fuck that yeah Speaking of horrifying, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe speaking not of,
1: horrifying. Speaking of
0: the future. Speaking yeah. of, I
1: guess. Valentine's <laughs> uh, Day is
0: the future from this recording date, I guess.
1: Yeah, sure, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of There Will Be Duds. Uh, this is, ladies and gents, this is episode uh, 137, and I am your co-host TJ, and with me as always... As always, I am Nick. And as always, we watched a movie. Uh, this movie is because uh, it's, uh, yeah, because this episode's coming out on Valentine's Day. The movie we watched is Valentine's Day from 2010, directed by Gary Marshall. Uh, it is uh, more or less a series of in- interwoven, interconnected stories about. A bunch of bunch of different uh, couples or people looking looking for love. It's an ensemble romance movie, very akin to Love Actually, which yeah. is what I was thinking ahead of time watching this, and yeah, pretty much confirmed. It's yeah, if you if you know Love Actually, it's yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's the same idea. Um, huge huge ensemble yeah. cast for this too, like crazy. Maybe through I its own detriment. That was, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I remember thinking that during Love Actually, like, wow, there's a lot of people in this. And I feel like even more so with this, there's there's a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. And apparently it did really well. Gar- Gary Marshall, while not having, like, maybe the best movies ever, he did have a lot of hits on his hands. And, and I guess this was one of them. Yeah, uh, he he really got into this idea at the end of his career. I know. Because... Pretty, so he can, you know, yeah, Mother's Day's coming up, we'll see, you know. <laughs> Miss New Year's Eve, but... Yeah, uh,
0: next year we'll get New Year's Eve in there. Yeah. Yeah, he really... And the, yeah, same thing, like, New Year's Eve and Mother's Day, <laughs> they're both, like, pretty hefty ensemble casts, but, I mean... Looking at his filmography is wild. Although I guess he didn't write and direct everything. Like
1: because I saw Orange County on there, and I was like, he wrote and inter- No, he's an actor. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's acted in a few, a fair amount of things too. Yeah, I think his biggest probably claimed like as far as like creating is is like Happy Days, and then he yeah. directed like Pretty Woman. Those are probably yes. like his biggest most acclaimed works I guess or I don't know yeah
0: you know? yeah I would say so well I mean depending on how old you are because for some people sure <laughs> it's uh the princess diaries because
1: oh sure yeah. he yeah. did
0: those two movies and uh we were watching this movie last night and Chloe's like oh that guy's in the princess diaries yeah oh oh that those two dudes those like two background dudes standing in line at the flower shop during the mm. princess diaries and it's like I looked it up and I was like, would it surprise you to know that this guy directed yeah. the Princess Diaries? Like I think yeah. the the airport attendant guy that kind of yep. lets Ashton Kutcher go through, he's like the, the baggage k- claim guy, yep. He's like the like the like the etiquette coach, I think, in the Princess Diaries. Or like he's part he's part of like the royal whatever that kinda mm-hmm. I feel like helps her like become proper or 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 whatever. I was expecting this to be pretty cringe, and I would say it it has its moments but it's not as egregious it was not no. as egregious as i i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be no. like super syrupy and corny like
1: like i i well, mean i i still it is it is pretty syrupy i, yeah. I would say like it 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 is <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> but. i i feel like it launders it a little bit better where with some other movies like i don't know we can get into it in post chat but i saw anyone but you like the mm-hmm. the new romantic comedy and there are some lines in that movie where it's it's literally just like reading fortune cookies where it's like uh, love is worth fighting for and is the greatest natural re-, just like really really corny terrible like just hack stuff and i think this movie does a pretty good job of like having those lines especially with like the older couple shirley MacLaine and the other guy like, they, mm-hmm. th- I think those two characters are the sort of, like, stand-in, like, they, they seem like the type of people that would be in, uh, I think that's when Harry Met Sally, like, that movie has, like, all the old couples kind of talking about how oh. they met, mixed in, yes. those two would have been, like, those would have, and, that, and like, For that sure. dude, I feel like even almost kind of looked like Billy Crystal to me, so I was like,
1: maybe that's why I oh, thought okay. of that, but, That guy's, uh, that's one of the guys that's in Princess Diaries, too. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I kind of said to the detriment, I feel like some, like Kathy Bates is like second build in this movie and like she's in it at the beginning yeah, and she's, she's in it at the very end. Yeah. I was like, that seems kind of underutilized. That just seems like a character to be like, oh shit, it's Kathy Bates. Like that's her whole pro- like point. Yeah. Surprisingly, got some laughs out of me too. Maybe if they were meant to be or not, uh, mm-hmm. the the one kid is kind of like, your stereotypical, like wiser than his years child, that mm-hmm. kind of shows up in these types of movies, and uh, maybe you probably keyed onto this too, but mm-hmm. I, I got a pretty big chuckle out of uh, him talking about the girl that he's interested. He's uh, he's interested in, and he says like she's the only other person in my grade who has Frank Zappa on her iPod.
1: Oh yeah, and I was like, <laughs> whoa,
0: that's crazy. That's me. That would have yeah. been me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a couple jokes that I I knew I should have written them down because I I forgot them. But there was a couple, there's a couple <laughs> funny bits. Give it that. It is very saccharine sweet in the way that that Love Actually is. And overall, I don't, I didn't like it as much as I enjoyed uh, Love Actually. But it, but also, like you said, there there is a little bit of there is a little bit of cringe. But there there is no Andrew Lincoln with the sign sign card yes yeah. see there's but, nothing that touches that in this
0: but my thought was maybe that's what makes love actually stand out and be more memorable because every year on christmas time love actually like yeah i think people have like worked that into their mm-hmm. like their viewing Where like this movie like i didn't even know that it existed but i've, okay. I've heard of love actually and maybe that's what this movie was lacking We're like those Andrew Lincoln moments where you're like, I love this movie, but this one part's like really over the top cringe, but like Mm -hmm. you, you enjoy it anyway. Like you get a good laugh out of it and you're like, oh my God, this is so insane that they did this. Uh, but I feel like this movie doesn't really have any sort of like major
1: moments, big
0: moment that's like memorable. So maybe that's, maybe this movie needed an Andrew Lincoln type character.
1: Yeah, that's I uh, uh kind of more or less I I wasn't really thinking of that that tie in when I was saying it, but that that is more or less why I I didn't like this one as as much as that and like I'm not saying that love actually is some like masterpiece of <laughs> <in> romantic like <laughs> filmmaking. The reason that I I did kind that I did enjoy love actually more than i guess i was expecting i was going to is because of because of that because it has those moments because it has i really like how some of those stories wrap up mhm like it's really cute the like you know colin first like he returns to spain or whatever and like he was practice you see him like practicing spanish so that he yeah. can like propose to her and then he goes back, and you find out that she was learning English at the same time, and it's like that's really cute. That's re- mm-hmm. that's really like yeah, it's a really quaint, simple, cute thing. And in this, it's like every storyline, like we see, <laughs> it was the third couple introduction. And every time it's like, it's somebody waking up in bed. And I was like, is this going to happen with everybody? And then the next one was Shirley McLean waking up in bed. And I was like, oh my God. And that's one of those, like, it's in that one. I think you sent it to me or I sent it to you or whatever a while ago. It's like, it's uh like short film festival yes. tropes. Yes. And it's in that where it's like, oh, character introduction. Show them waking up in bed.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, brushing their like teeth every, their
1: alarms going off yeah yeah and it's I've like done. every story yeah uh i probably have to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but every story ends like that and then every story just kind of ends with there's no kind of yeah there's no big moment it's just like oh ashton kutcher and jennifer garner are on the bridge and they're like Oh, we actually love each other. You, you know, what we've been alluding to this whole time. And it's kind of that with like every storyline, you know? Yeah. I
0: think there's one storyline that has a little bit of weight. And they literally wait until the end of the movie for the reveal. And, and I don't know. The, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah. the Julia Roberts character.
1: That's, and the, the Bradley Cooper and, uh, Luke uh what's that guy's name oh yeah, yeah Eric Dane the, yeah. the football player guy yeah yeah
0: which yeah. I McSteamy. almost I yeah I was yeah Chloe pointed that out to me like McDreamy and McSteamy are in this
1: there there was a couple duos there was there was those two there was two to- Roberts there was Topher uh, Grace and
0: Ashton Kutcher Kelso from that 70s and, show yeah, yeah.
1: Foreman yeah that was funny because like you get you know your your however long Whichever number couple, because there was a few before, and you have, like, Ashton Kutcher waking up, okay, yeah, he's, he's a, you know, Hollywood hunk, and then mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey, okay, yeah. And then it's, like, Topher Grace, I'm like, is he, is he, is he also one of those? Because I still just see Eric Foreman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, uh, this would have been right off the heels of, uh, Spider-Man 3.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man, he yeah. definitely had a, had a Eddie Brock Venom vibe in this. Yes.
0: Uh, also, you got Emma Roberts and Julia Roberts, who are yeah, related that's, in yeah. real life. Uh, Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner, you got two Taylors. I think they that's were. True. I think they, they were, were dating. dating. I guess I never yeah. knew that.
1: But do you know?
0: Uh, did you know that Taylor Lautner married? He did marry someone named Taylor. So him no. and his wife are both Taylor Lautner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's funny. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, if you would married Taylor Swift, it would have been the same. She probably would have shared sure. her name. But probably it is coming, funny that, yeah. you know, it's like, "Hi, I'm Taylor Lautner. This is my wife, Taylor Lautner."
1: Yeah, miss that's the that's like the, the only time it's appropriate for the, you know, the at the wedding. They're like, "Now, let's introduce for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Taylor Lautner."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Uh, they did make a, a fun little jab at the Twilight movies uh, with, with him. Oh, it was- it's it's one of the scenes where they're like, I think it's it's when Taylor Swift and him like exchange each other's gifts or whatever. She gets mm-hmm. him a shirt, and then she's like, oh, it's got your lucky number on the back. And then he's like, oh, this is your lucky number. And she's like, oh, you hate it. He's like, no, 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 I love it. I can't wait to try it on. And she's like, oh, you should try it on right now. And then he's like, He's like, ah, I don't know. I have this weird thing about taking my shirt off in public.
1: Oh, and is that a thing from... In... I don't know. Have you seen the Twilight movies? I've seen the first two. You know, like when they were big. It it is
0: so goddamn funny watching those movies. Because literally, like, Taylor Lautner and all of, like, the, the werewolves in that movie... It's like any sort oh, of situ- they always take they their always, shirts any off anytime yeah, there's right. any sort of situation going that's on, right they're like oh what's going on how can i help and then they just that's, pull their shirts off without that's one fail. of the things
1: that i remember from from new moon <laughs> is there's a part where <laughs> yeah. bella like gets into a little accident and she like scrapes up her knee and he like runs up and he's just <sighs> shirt yep. off let me yep. let me do a tourniquet for yours for your scrape <laughs> <Yes. stripe. laughs>
0: And, like, they all they all kind of dress like John Cena, where they've all got, like, the jean shorts, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> yeah. ripped. But okay. I was like, oh. I
1: didn't realize that was a reference to that. That's funny.
0: Well, I think, like, Taylor Lautner had some sort of, like, I don't think he got, like, body dysmorphia, but I think he was, like. Oh, yeah, he's like, I think it's I heard weird. about that. He's like, it's weird the, the way that people objectify me, because I'm Jacob in Twilight or whatever. I,
1: yeah, I remember hearing about that, like, reading that a while ago. That, like, that sounds familiar yeah um, yeah that's a bummer
0: um but yeah what, what we were originally talking about the one sort of like heavier more like uh, uh emotional moment was at the uh-huh. very end when uh like julia roberts character because you you meet her and bradley cooper on the airplane mm-hmm. and they're kind of hitting it off like the the characters are introduced yeah. with her like sleeping on his shoulder which is very like in a romantic comedy kind of movie. That's very like that's a coded thing, like mm-hmm. oh, they're strangers, but like she feels comfortable enough to fall asleep on his shoulder and he's mm-hmm. like he kinda lets her. So you think that that like, you know, you've you've met all of these. She's she's waking up. She's not in a bed, but she's waking up.
1: I didn't even count that one. You're oh right. my god. <laughs> now that
0: you've pointed it out to me, I can't not notice that. She literally wakes Damn. up. <laughs> They can't not do yeah, it.
1: I didn't think about that.
0: <laughs> That's like the one, like, CinemaSins-style, like, criticism I it, think it, I'll <laughs> allow. Just like, ding, another character wakes yeah. up in the
1: bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, the movie, you're watching it and you think that that they're going to be the next couple. Okay, so this is going to be uh-huh. their story. And then, yeah, the, the very... Because, uh, oh, like, I looked over at Chloe at that part and she was kind of like... <sniffs> And I was like, well, that's not fair. That's not fair that they did that. Where she comes home and she's the little boy's mother. Yeah. And because like the whole time, Bradley Cooper's like, oh man, there must be a real special guy waiting for you at home. Like kind of doing the like, Uh oh yeah, you're going home for Valentine's Day to like see your husband or see your boyfriend or whatever. And she never, she never explains it to him. She never tells him who she's Uh going to see. And then like. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of touching and yeah. heartwarming. It's like
1: I, d- I did like that, yeah. You're because
0: right. man, I will get hit with like, I don't know if you've ever seen military surprise videos where someone will be like at school, I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. like, you know, I'm like the Grinch, where it's like it it melts your heart a little bit, even if you you try to resist it, and it's it still just gets you, at least for me. So mm. I was like, ah, shit, that's annoying I that mean, that yeah. got me.
1: Yeah, that and I yeah, you're right. That and the and the like I said, the Bradley Cooper like coming home cuz that that was more close to what I was hoping, I guess again, because the whole time I'm going to probably reference it a few more times. It's like having just love actually in the back of my head. Um is like that yeah, kind of like cuz they did a good job of like, you know, you know that the kid is you know emma roberts is his babysitter those are his grandparents but they don't like it's covered so like lightly that that you don't i never really found myself wondering like oh where's his mom where's his where are his parents where are they why is the he only, like with the babysitter all day
0: the only time i thought that was when he got on the bike and left and i was like yeah
1: does he <laughs> does anybody like watch over this kid <laughs> yeah and and then same thing with the uh, with Eric Dane's character, where he comes out as gay and you're like, oh, is that it though? Is he not because at that, you know, he's like hasn't even alluded to Yeah having like a romantic interest. He's they've just been talking about his career. Right. And, you know, it almost seems like he's the background character to uh Jessica Jessica Beale's, you know, her romance stuff with with Jamie Foxx. Like, okay, so it's not it's not his romance story. It's it's hers. So it doesn't really you're not really thinking about him. He's the so he's then what get...
0: connects those two in a way. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So then, like the fact that he had one and it was oh, it's it's Bradley Cooper. Okay, cool. That was that was nice.
0: I almost thought that that was like a a joke because the way that he does it during his press conference, where they're like speculating about his career, oh. if he's going <laughs> to sign with a new team, if he's going <laughs> to okay. retire, I thought he was like he's like, hey, you know what? I'm gay. And then everyone's just like, what? But that's like one of the, I only wrote a few notes, but when when that scene came on, I was like, go ahead, call me gay. Make me gay. (laughs) Make me gay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd
1: be awesome. But
0: then as, when we saw the Bradley Cooper bit on the plane, I was like, they're hitting it off far too well. They're like, there's no conflict with their relationship, him and Julia Roberts like they're there they're, th- so i was like no bradley cooper there's got to be something else and then i think maybe you're on the cemetery scene i was like i was like wait a minute bradley cooper's gay too and chloe's like uh. I'm, I'm not saying anything
1: and then <laughs> oh, sure damn. enough i did call it see i i had the other one figured out that's mm. that's funny that you that you had that because like the whole time I was like, when he, when it, you know, oh, you got someone, a special guy waiting for you, blah blah blah. And they like said it a few times. I was like, she's going home to meet her kid.
0: It's Uh-oh. it's her kid.
1: It's not another man. But I was also thinking that because I thought those two were going to, you know, yeah, hook up. The Bradley Cooper and Eric Dane one caught me more off guard than the Julia Roberts one. But I, but I still liked, yeah, you know, that that was a good moment with her and the kid too.
0: Did you see that statistic about Julia Roberts about the uh, the,
1: the money or whatever per,
0: her per word?
1: Yeah, what the fuck? That's I don't. Crazy. I don't know what why. Like, is they, that something they f- that they figured out retroactively? That's what I wonder. Is that is that just because sometimes those those trivia points on IMDb are just some. V- autistic yeah. people trying. To, like, <laughs> yeah like, this yeah. is interesting to me <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah the the imdb trivia here says julia roberts was paid eleven thousand nine hundred and fifty two dollars for each words she says in the film 251 words in return for reportedly a three million dollar paycheck that yeah. that does sound like something because like that would be a weird like I'm a celebrity kind of thing where she's like, I'm such a highfalutin celebrity that like, you're going to pay me this amount of money per word. Like, I don't think that's realistic. I think this is like something someone did it retroactively because her character really doesn't speak all that much. I feel like she's kind of a stoic character.
1: It would be funny if like during the bloopers, every time it's, it shows her, it's like they'll cut and you'll hear her go. Hey, can I can I like riff some more on this one? Can I (laughs) let me like add like no, no. shut up, stop.
0: (laughs) We're already over budget. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I feel like I've seen a similar statistic that people have done with uh, God. It might have been the first Terminator because I think Arnold uh, was not. Uh, he's like English is a second language. And I think that was early enough in his career that he still wasn't like Mm -hmm. super comfortable with English that someone like figured out, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger made this much money on Terminator and had this many lines. And I think someone broke down like the money to be like, Oh, Arnold earned X amount of money per word. So I think that's like Mm -hmm. a statistic that I've heard for other movies. It's weird that they did it for Julia Roberts in, in in this one specifically. Maybe it's because her and Gary Marshall have a history. Like there yeah, are several maybe. uh pretty woman references apparently. Yeah. And like he did that movie with her.
1: The one where they're I think she's in the car. It might be a blooper too. Where she's Oh no, it's in like, the limo oh, and they, they Rodeo they say, Drive, have you yeah. ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. I have not either eiver, but uh but i I know that scene. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where it, you know, plays the the, song. the Roy Arbison song, yeah, the titular song, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's funny because like it's such a huge cast, but so many of the storylines are just kind of uh, just I don't know. I feel like they tried to quirk them up, like Anne yeah. Hathaway is a phone sex yeah. operator. And every time she gets a phone call, she does like this different accent to be like, "Oh yes, I am a Russian dominatrix, and I will, yeah, you know." And I feel like they tried to like you know, zhuzh up some of the 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 um conflict between the characters because like Topher Grace is like, he, I feel like they tried to do the same dramatic beats as it's, like as if it's like some huge revelation, like she cheated on him or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he treats it the same way. Like, he kind of walks in and, and, and he hears her talking on the phone. And then it's like they try to do the same emotional beats for something that's, like, kind of weird and not really, like, something that I feel like would warrant that deep of a reaction. Where Topher Grace is just I, like, he's like, I can't, I'm from I'm from the Midwest and I just, I, I, I can't do this. I gotta walk away. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. That That seems weird to have that sort of, like big emotional reaction to something like that
1: uh, i i do think like like sex work has it, it's a, it's a lot more like socially accepted nowadays or That's whatever true. you know where like i back in the day that was more i mean i say that and yet you know 20 years before this he did pretty woman and that movie is exactly about that because she's a I guess the basic concept is Julia Roberts is a prostitute and it's a, oh. it's like a love story between her and Richard Gere.
0: Oh, but it's
1: like, but that's like, oh, that's part of it is she's a prostitute and that's kind of, you know, not.
0: Is she like trying to keep it a secret from him or something like that? Or does he, uh, does he know? I, think he knows? Like he...
1: I, I haven't seen it either, okay. but I, oh, I, th- I think he knows. I th- I think so. Maybe that's how I they meet. Know. He like, you know, it might be. Yeah. He's like, like he, a,
0: he's like a patron.
1: Yeah, it, he buys it her. I was gonna say, I'm trying. I was trying to find a way to
0: not say he purchases her, but I guess yeah. it is a transactional thing. So I guess that's how it would work.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, a Valentine's Day 2024 remake. Like every female character just like has an OnlyFans, <laughs> and like in like all their bedrooms there's just like ring lights and and like butt plugs and dildos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like poly. <laughs> yeah. my wife's boyfriend is gonna be here soon and he's gonna be so pissed <laughs> oh there's like some weird fourth I don't know if it's like a breaking the fourth wall but there's like some weird like the Shirley MacLaine thing where like oh yeah they showed the movie that she was in yeah but her character's name was Estelle but they're showing yeah. the movie starring the actress Shirley MacLaine and like yeah. the guy's like He's like, she's in it, literally, and it points to the screen, and it's like, and I, I did think that that was kind of cute, the way that like her and her husband were like kind of having this big conversation that. while the yeah. movie was doing the same thing, and then they embrace and kiss at the exact same mm-hmm. time that the movie does. I was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was there was that that was that was a kind of cute one. I like I like those two generally so yeah there was a lot of like weird s- semi meta stuff like that in this, like that the pretty woman references yeah I know there's more but I'm forgetting that I don't know like if you found the Taylor
0: Lautner Twilight one
1: I w- well I was kind of thinking that like just it being Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift because <laughs> they were going yeah. out at the time and and stuff and
0: um, um, I don't I don't want to upset The Swifties here, our legion of Swifties listeners, Mm -hmm. didn't think she was a very good actress in this movie. Her, uh, if like there's any one Eh. point of cringe, I could point to, and part of me, you know, I think I think her character was supposed to be that because she's very. I think she's supposed to be like a dumb airhead, Mm. like you know, cheerleader girl. Fine, but I just. It was just annoying. It was I don't know. I I found her performances just be kind of cringy and annoying. And like, don't it's it's like her character is aware that she's Taylor Swift. Like she's she's mugging to the camera a little bit. Just like isn't it?
1: She's (laughs) mugging.
0: Isn't it ironic and weird that I'm in this movie? Because like I don't I don't think she has a huge filmography. What? This
1: is our second. t-swift movie that is <laughs> <At> true <least. laughs>
0: valentine so valentine's day is like her first movie okay. and then the lorax sweet the giver cats okay Interesting. all too well which i think is it's a it's a short film based on one of her songs so oh, I- that
1: doesn't, that doesn't and count. then it's a music video yeah
0: she's in <laughs> the 2022 David O. Russell movie Amsterdam. Oh, okay. And there is one scene in particular. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm going to find it here on YouTube. From uh, Amsterdam or yes, because it is insane the way that they do this. Uh, well, that's, that's going to be uh, a spoiler. I guess if you look at it, but, uh, she gets smoked by a car.
2: Really? This, it,
0: yes. <laughs> I, sh- I just sent it to you. T- Taylor Swift <laughs> gets killed. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the video. <laughs> it's pretty long. It's like 58 seconds, but basically, there's a, she gets like pushed into traffic. Oh yeah, I'll skip to the end. Oh Jesus, it's so brutal. Yeah, about 46 seconds in. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> <laughs> some of the comments are like this is the only reason I watch this movie and then someone's like this, this should have been in the eras movie <laughs> but uh it's like that's insane that like <clears throat> like what what is her selection process like he's like you know this like David O. Russell like auteur movie this auteur director guy and then, yeah, she's in it, like, very briefly and then just gets shoved into traffic and gets, like, CGI <laughs> run over by a car.
1: Well, you know, I will say, at least for Cats and Valentine's Day, it probably came with the caveat that she gets to make a song for the movie. She gets That's a song featured true. in true.
0: She gets two in this one. Well, yeah, in the ending I credits music.
1: Were... Right, yeah. I don't know if they were both... I didn't recognize them, but I'm not, like you know, I don't know a ton of her songs, so I don't know yeah. if they were both like made for this movie or if they were on a, like an existing record or I think, um, I think the one,
0: the, the today was a fairy tale. Uh-huh. I think that was written and recorded for the original motion soundtrack to Valentine's okay. day. Okay. So I, th- I think that was, but she did do like a, a new, taylor's version so she did re-record it oh as far as as far as i can tell but then i think there's another one of her songs in the ending credits and i think that's just like a a normal one but this is also like country era taylor swift so it's got that like that country twang to Mm -hmm. it which is always jarring yeah yeah because you forget like that's that's kind of
1: how she got her start Mm mm-hmm yeah, I uh I thought she was when when I was saying that this movie has a little cringe, she was she was what I was thinking of. Mostly that that first scene where she's in the elevator with I think Jennifer Garner. She, this is my bear. My boyfriend yeah. got me, got it for me. That was really bad, I thought. <laughs> that was that was really it was bad.
0: Really
1: bad. <laughs> but then everything else I thought yeah, was like it, it not falls as in line. Bad. Yeah. Cuz like because then uh, I was like, okay, yeah, she's supposed to be like a ditzy, you know, teenager or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Uh, yeah, like but, like, like but Taylor
0: I, Lautner like, uh, pulls a George Harrison and eats shit when he's on the <laughs> track and field. And she's like, you're yeah. doing great, babe.
1: Yeah. With that, that weird, that was such a, that whole scene was bizarre, though. Like, yes. it it was just like, it it was like, we have nothing for these two, but they are, you know, the hot celebrity couple right now. 2010, so we should put them in the movie. That is like peak era for, well, for both of them. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. maybe not for Taylor Swift, but for Taylor Lautner for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like they were, it was just at school and the news wanted to do a news story <laughs> about young love, I guess. <laughs> so they interview these. <laughs> two idiots for like five minutes uh yeah weird they should have had
0: uh emma roberts and her boyfriend they should have uh interviewed them yeah (laughs) i i was confused for a second like who she was like in relation to everybody else because she was like talking to uh estelle and the other guy she's like Uh oh yeah um, at lunchtime we're gonna go to my parents place where we're going to have sex because they're not going to be there she's just like mm. doing it in this very matter-of-fact way and I'm like are these your grandparents that you're just talking to about this because it seems very like formal open yeah. and open and
1: like maybe I was like oh because I guess but I thought I know, that she was their grandkid too I thought <laughs> yeah. that she was a little kid's Because <laughs> I, like,
0: I was like whoa that's really that's, a, that's very uh That's a very intimate thing to be just like telling your grandparents, matter of factly. Mm. I mean, she did just tell her teacher, like very matter of factly, or whoever. Oh yeah, Kristen Schaal is in this.
1: Yeah, (laughs) very briefly.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about her scene. She's like, yeah, yeah. And Kristen Schaal's character is like almost like frightened of her, just like,
1: oh, uh, yeah, okay, like like I don't know, I don't know what to do in this situation that that was that was one of the that was one of the lines that that kind of got a chuckle out of me which is where she's like she's like yeah so i'm going to be busy uh for for all of lunch today doing that uh but i but i'll be free tomorrow and, she, and then Kristen Shaw's like oh you'll be done having sex then <laughs> 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 something like that yeah, yeah that's funny might, there, might
0: have been the, might have been an ad lib Kristen Shaw has pretty good comedic might, timing might i would say yeah
1: yeah yeah but yeah, there was like there was like a couple more little things like that. I was like, eh. "Ha ha ha!" Yeah. Funny, funny. It is. It is hard to with with these movies. Like, I have no object permanent, like plot permanence. It's like, okay, now I'm talking about Emma Roberts, and then I have to like use so much brain power. Like, what are what are the other stories <laughs> in this? Uh, yeah, like the the Ashton Kutcher and
0: uh, Jessica Alba one, where uh, she was kind of like uh like the 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 assistant woman that Alan Rickman kind of flirts around with in Love Actually, where uh, it shows her like checking into her hotel with the dog, and I was yeah. like, oh, what where's this going? And then that's like that's like her last scene. You just that's you don't see her anymore.
1: It is. Yeah, that's weird. And I was like, yeah.
0: oh, okay. Because I mean, even in like love actually that that character like the actress was i I don't think she was like a super famous actress, so you're like, oh okay, her storyline is done, I guess, but this mm-hmm. is like Jessica Alba she's like second i mean on the on the Wikipedia, you know what I'm learning now, this is alphabetical order, that's why she's in the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but she was pretty big at this time, right?
0: yeah, 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 i mean it's it's really hard to, to- and she just plays up the Asshole. big old b word
2: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh i love that ashton kutcher's uh imdb picture is just a picture of him as steve jobs
1: <laughs> i did not i noticed that the other day <laughs> i looked at that that's funny
0: yeah i mean julia roberts is like on imdb at the very least she's like top build it's her then jamie fox and hathaway and then jessica alba she's like fourth so okay yeah, she doesn't really have a, a a ton to do in this.
1: There is just so much that I think it's like if you're if you're out of the the romance plot, then we don't this movie doesn't have time for you. It's already 2 hours. It's two full hours. Yeah, I w- <sighs> But it is a lot, but there is a lot of stuff happening, I guess. Yeah. And I guess
0: it, you know, it it bounces around fast enough to the point where like it doesn't it doesn't feel yeah. super long. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't like an agonizing experience,
1: I'll say that. No, no. Uh some people I, hate this movie. people I think it's the same thing with with Love Actually. That's why I like brought it up is because I was like I didn't get why people hated that movie so much. Because I thought it was just like, you know, it's it's nothing. Yeah. It's not great. They're not amazing movies. Yeah. But, but. I don't think they're like the worst movies ever, yeah. Hedge your expectations. It's like
0: a romantic comedy with like an ensemble cast, yeah. But it's not going to be Citizen Kane levels of like, yeah, character exactly. development and writing and, and intrigue.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, go into it for like, yeah, for, for what it is. And yeah, have we gone soft so. or something? I feel <laughs> well, like, I mean, oh, I, it's not I, too bad. I know. Had I seen this movie when it came out, I would probably be saying, this is one of the worst movies ever. Yeah. Like, this movie fucking sucks. But... 2010, but
0: I, I was like, I'm watching Watchmen and The Social Network yeah. and Inception. I'm watching <laughs> dudes rock movies.
1: And to be clear, those are all better movies than Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> well, yeah. Still. I didn't want but, to say it. <laughs> there, there is, you know, part nostalgia part just like like maybe i i feel like i feel like nowadays i i watch so many um even if they're not like depressing
2: mm-hmm. i
1: watch like you know very important movies a lot yeah you know uh, watch a lot of like prestige movies they're like sometimes it's just nice to just eat eat some junk food you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: To the point where, like, I kind of want to see New Year's Eve and Mother's Day. We should do well. I think,
1: put it on the docket. I think between (laughs) this, Ernest, and Medea, we can just kind of have all the the holidays covered. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Although I think Mother's Day
0: would be around our 150th episode, and I wouldn't want to, like,
1: burn our, like, anniversary episode. (laughs) Probably uh, not. (laughs) On Mother's Day. Was this like a, like an unofficial trilogy? That'd be kind of like out of oh. left field. What if for our 150th episode we did <laughs> Valentine's Day again and Mother's Day and New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve. <laughs>
0: into the Marshall verse? Yeah, yeah. I I did not know that he did Happy Days. That's that was like an interesting tidbit that I found. I was like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, I was like, this dude kind of is like this prestigious guy in that, like, he did. Oh, he he created, no, 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 he created Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. That's right. Yeah. And Mork and Mindy. Is, uh,
1: yeah. Those are, well, those are all like, uh, I guess that makes sense. And I, I guess I should have figured that because those are both spinoffs of Happy Days, Mork and Mindy. Oh, and are they? Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, Runaway Bride. My mom loved that movie.
1: That's right. Yep, that's Richard Gere and Julia Roberts again, too. Yeah,
0: we're—I don't know—we're like fifty minutes in. You got anything else you want to?
1: I—I feel like, yeah. I mean, we we can probably we can probably move along. I I keep feeling like, like I said, like it's so hard to keep my my thoughts together with this yeah. movie because because of how like sprawling it is. But but yeah, I'm I mean I'm okay. I'm good to move whenever. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I. So I'll 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 go first here. I almost I was anticipating this being like a like a a ghost dud, like mm-hmm. a dud before a dud Oh, like I
1: see. I, okay. I was yeah. like,
0: "Oh, okay, we're kind of doing two duds for the month cuz I feel like usually holiday themed movies tend to be saccharine and corny, like mm-hmm. like you know, your Hallmark Christmas movies." And uh it's it's kind of tough to rate this one because like you said, like sometimes you just want to eat junk food and this is just kind of a junk food movie. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I guess, I mean, I guess as a junk food movie, um, it, it is kind of missing that, that weirdness that like, so, you know, something like a love actually has mm-hmm. where this one is a little bit safer, a little bit more by the numbers, the, the, the sort of like emotional moments are fewer and far between. But I, th- I, you know, I had a good time with the cast. I thought a couple moments were funny. Taylor Swift was very, very cringy, but I feel like, you know, we kind of shed on her a little bit, but <laughs> I guess maybe she's just good at playing millennial. She she is like the millennial cringe person. Like literally tonight <laughs> uh, we were watching the Grammys and Tracy Ow. Chapman and Luke Combs were doing fast car and it cut to like uh the audience and Taylor Swift was like the only person she was like standing up clapping and like singing along with her. So, you know what? Maybe she is just like the poster child for millennial cringe. And you know, she was sent on this earth with one thing in mind and that's what she's doing. Uh, um, but, uh, I mean, I guess as like, as a, a film though, uh, like, uh, I feel like I'm on the border between five and six. Okay, like so. Let's just do strong five, or a or a or a weak six. That's kind of where I'm at. Let's go strong five. So five. Okay. It was just, it was okay. just kind. Of, it was just kind of a movie. Uh, it was it's kind of junk food. It was empty calories with a few like, it's like the 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 moments with like Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts were like when you get one of those chips that's got like extra flavor dusting on it. But the rest, <laughs> the rest of the chips are a little under-seasoned. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's yeah. a daughter spud, too. That I guess, yeah, it's a potato-based response. So, you know, it's like a halfway, a dud yeah, half-measure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, re- I remembered one of the points okay. that I I wanted to make. And okay. it was when we were talking about, it is hammering more in on, on Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> but it's like... I was saying that there was the elevator scene that was cringy, but then, but then afterwards, I was like more okay with her. But then I think the worst part was like when they played her song over like her in the movie, and I was like, this isn't a fucking music video.
2: Play something else. the
1: The soundtrack in general was uh very like very American, like that. That I don't know if that's always going to be harder for me to get. Get behind, despite you know nostalgia feels or like the the junk foodiness, like we were saying. Like when I hear needle drops that were out, on the radio all the fucking time, I'm still gonna be irritated. And uh, yeah. there was there was a few in this, and I won't count the Taylor Swift songs in that <laughs> regard because I never heard her stuff on there. But it was just that like she was in the movie, and it was it was like it's too much.
0: That was like um, the the Amy man wise up scene where like the entire cast <laughs> sings along to uh the Taylor Swift My Life yeah. is a fairy tale or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh but that you know so so that and like the music would would bring it bring it down lower. But then we get some bloopers at the end. And all of Bloopers are right. fun. Again. Bloopers are great. Um they always you know, I was like, the movie ended, and I was like, yeah, that was, that was kind of a, that was a, you know, that, the, there was nothing special about that ending. And then, you know, the credits stopping, oh, oh, uh, oh, we're, oh, uh, okay, all right, it was all right, ten out of ten. There we go. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, so I I settled on a five as well. Okay, uh, just kind of like like right in the middle, like a solid five. Kind of just yeah. inoffensive. Could have been more offensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Could have yeah. could have you know. Could have been more, yeah, like more, you mean like more like racist? Yeah, or...
0: <laughs> I, yeah I want everything to be more like uh, inappropriate comedy. I think that's kind of like a good yeah. baseline for everything to start at.
1: That that party where Jessica Alba's alone in that Indian restaurant was like a perfect setup for a, oh, for an amazing racist. This bit. is
0: Aries Shafir in the background talking to people. <laughs>
1: Doing doing a very thick like oh, Indian accent just in brown face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: Yeah, but it's it's like that perfect kind of like like you said, just like inoffensive, uh, whatever junk food movie. where, it's like, Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll totally watch Mother's Day and, and New Year's Eve when they come <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> That'd be fun. Definitely definitely more looking forward to them than than any more Medea movies at least. Yes. Absolutely. Never mind, never mind.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this this kind of worked out perfectly for this episode being on Valentine's Day because uh, we had a chance to go to uh, our hometown theater uh, the other night and I uh, went to go see uh, Anyone But You, the new romantic comedy film with Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Uh, this was of all of the things that were playing at the theater this seemed like the the one that would be the least tor- torturous. I didn't <laughs> particularly want to see Wonka, even though apparently my parents liked it, but I don't know what, <laughs> what using them as a barometer for how good something is. Yeah. Uh so it seemed uh you know the least uh painful thing to watch. Um and yeah, it's uh you know it's it's kind of your cookie cutter romantic comedy. Uh, apparently, it's a uh, Shakespearean adaptation of
1: "Much Do About Nothing," right?
0: Yes, I yeah. think that's the one. Uh, basically, uh, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell they they meet at the beginning of the movie, sort of like uh, uh, she's like trying to use the bathroom at a coffee shop, and they're like, um, you have to be a purchasing customer to use the bathroom here, and so Glenn Powell is like, he's checking out, and he's like oh, oh, honey, oh, I got your, the drink that you want. You wanted this drink, right? And she's like, what? And then basically he, like, he he very smoothly is just like, oh, yeah, no, this is my wife, we're customers. Can she have the bathroom key? And he, okay. he kind of, like, you know, does her a favor to, like, get her. But, like, she does a, uh, a Mr. Bean in the bathroom where she goes to wash her, she does the face. Yeah. <laughs> No she goes to like wash her hands and then like the water shoots up and like hits the front of her pants so she looks like she like pissed herself so there's like a scene with her like you know kind of doing the like air humping the the air dryer I was like okay okay, that's that's pretty classic uh, you know it's a classic bit and then basically like (coughs) they (laughs) (laughs) they uh, they hook up sort of they don't really hook up they just kind of spend the whole night talking and then she leaves in the morning uh huh. and he's like oh dang like she left in the morning and then when she like leaves and then she calls her friend she's like you just left wait you didn't say anything she's like oh you're right i'm so stupid and then she she turns around to go back and then a glenn powell like his buddy comes over and he's like he's hurt so he's just like yeah, you know, she was just like a one-night stand. She didn't mean anything either. And conveniently, the door is open and she hears him talking shit. So then, like, and then it's sort of convoluted, but they both, like, his cousin is getting married to her sister. And so they end up at this wedding together. And then they have to... I
1: was waiting for that. I was like, where's the much ado about nothingness to this? Because so far, it has much nothing... yeah (laughs) and
0: so basically like the entire family like her ex shows up because her parents are super overbearing and like think that she should date this other guy but then this other guy's ex is like she lives in australia it it kind of feels like a movie where they were like we kind of want to take a vacation to australia and just be on the beach all the time but let's do a movie It kind of like one of those adam sandler vacation movies where it's like let's go to this beautiful like scenic location and then we'll also do a movie, but we're just going on vacation here for, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. really. Um, I, I just, I don't think I can take Sydney Sweeney seriously as like a nice person, person. <laughs> in movies. Like, I feel like everything I've seen her in, she's just like the hot mean girl. Yeah, like, I think, that, like, yeah. in, in White Lotus, like, I liked that's her character, yeah, her character was great, but it's because yeah. she's, like, you know, listening to Red Scare and reading Nietzsche, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, like, she perfectly uh-huh. plays that type of, like, you know, I'm hot, but I'm mean, and I'm also, like, an intellectual, I don't know, I think, I think her character is fairly similar in, like, her into. I think in Euphoria, she plays another type of character that's just, like, you know, mean high school girl yeah and so, like some of her line deliveries, <clears throat> and she had some of those uh you know, aforementioned like talking about love and and life and like those sort of uh big idea things, and they sounded extremely corny coming out of her face, <laughs> like trying to like d- you know one hundred percent seriously deliver those lines. It was like i I, I can't take this seriously at all,. <laughs> But the ensemble cast was fun. I like seeing Dermot Mulroney and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. He was in like S- it. Stoker. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, I was like, I saw him in something recently. Yeah, Stoker. Yeah. Um, there was, like, an older guy who was, like, a, this older Australian guy who had a few, like, really good, like, one-liners that I wondered if he... Uh, Brian Brown... Oh, he's in the movie movie. Australia from two thousand eight, but yeah, I I do. Yeah, he is Australian, but he was yeah he was kind of like the stepdad for like the cousin, and like he there were a few scenes where like they were they were trying to do the thing where they would speak loudly to like make sure the other guy could could hear them having this. Like, you know what? I really oh, do sure. think that actually yeah. she really likes him, and he should just give her a chance, and they're like looking uh-huh. over. uh he he had a few like funny little one-liners that I, I wonder were ad-libbed. Um, <laughs> and this so this was an R-rated comedy, and I guess I was expecting i I had seen uh people online be like, "Don't take your boyfriend to the Sydney Sweeney movie. And it's like, of of like Sidney Sweeney, you really only see like some side boob in like one scene and maybe like a tiny bit of nip. I don't know. I was like, I was thinking that this movie was going to be like Just super duper. Her, yeah. yeah. And I was, it was like pretty tame. The only other scene with like full frontal boobies was, it was like, but it was like a comedy, it was like meant as like a comedic thing where like. Glenn Powell gets to the beach and like he sees his ex uh and she's like this Australian like she's very almost like a tom but not really like a tomboy but she's very much like oh hey how's it going like she'd punch him in the chest like kind of one of those oh, characters okay. and he gets to the beach and she like sees him and she's like she gets up really quick excited like oh hey how's it going and like she's not wearing a top cuz she's sunbathing oh, but okay. she's she's like far too formal where like she doesn't think it's a weird thing that it's just like you're seeing me oh, topless right now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of but that was really it. There was though a a penis joke that I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Cause there's another part where there's like this hunky Australian dude with who's like kinda like he's like Thor. Like he's got long hair. He's jacked. Okay. And like they have one of those outdoor showers like at a like you know, when you go to the beach, there's like a little shower head and you just kinda wash off. Yeah, yeah, and he like it's it's kind of like one of those things where like Glenn Powell's about to go use the shower, and honky Australian guy just like beats him to the punch and turns it on. He's like, oh hey, how's it going? You know, just like completely <laughs> oblivious that he cut him off. And he's like, he's like, oh you know you got to make sure you wash your and he comes It's like a bunch of different euphemisms for penis. You got to yeah. make sure you wash your your trailblazer. And he's like, what do you what what? It's like oh you know you you one eyed muppet. And he's like, huh? And then he's like, he's like, you know, your anteater. And then it cuts down, and he's holding the tip of his penis, and he like (laughs) opens it and goes. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, whoa! Did not expect to see like dick based like (laughs) a pee hole joke. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, it was it was kind of cringe. It was kind of corny. I had a few funny moments. I mean, it's again. Pairing this with 2010's Valentine's Day is kind of perfect because this movie was essentially just like junk food. Just like that. So, you know, if you're interested, go see it. It's pretty silly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Don't go into it expecting to see Sidney Sweeney's Jumbo Yum Yums, though. You don't really. <laughs> you, you might be let down.
1: Damn. Um, <laughs> I watched some stuff that is does not pair well. Uh, <laughs> not they're just kind of well. One is a, let, I want to talk about I shouldn't be alive first. Actually, right? oh. because I want to see if you do you, if you remember this show. I don't know if you watched it, but um, it was this or like because uh, this was one that that my wife just started watching and I'm watching I'm like damn this is really familiar really similar to a show that I watched but I swear to god it was not called I Shouldn't Be Alive I thought it had the word die or like kind of kind of like a similar thing where it's like I should have died or I should be dead or mm. I cheated death or something like that um, but uh, it's like uh, she she watches like disaster shows all the time yeah. And I, f- I feel like it probably is the one that I'm watching because I'm usually, I, I don't like pay much attention to them just cause they don't like, yeah like interest me that much, honestly. But, but this one, I'm like, I'm like watching every episode with, it. it's, <laughs> I'm like way more into these, but but it's like your <laughs> typical sort of like docudrama where, you know, you get the people recounting these like harrowing, like survival stories that they, they had. And, um, right. And, uh, and it's it's good though. It's it's really like uh it's it's a, it's a British show actually. Even though I feel like a lot of the people, a lot of the subjects are Americans, probably because we are idiots and like I feel like we're the most most likely to be careless with uh dangerous things.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like a VH1 show that was it wasn't like the Darwin Awards, but it was like 101 ways to die. And Maybe it
1: was that was it. Maybe that's, that's the what one I'm th-
0: thinking of. Because it would be, yeah, you watch up. an episode, and it would be sort of like, yeah, it'd be like in in 2002, uh, you know, Eric Eric Johnson, you know, stepped out of his A door. Thousand ways to die. Thousand and one ways to die. Yeah, and it would be, it would be like just insane ways that people have managed to get themselves killed in like very odd. I definitely situations. did watch
1: this too. Either this is the one I'm thinking of, or I definitely remember this show, too. But yeah, yeah. this is it. Was a more this was like a lighter, like almost almost like comedic, like yeah, like like the Darwin Awards type type vibe. Where yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I feel like you know watching
0: that show. Oh, it was on Spike TV, classic Spike TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. It would. Yeah. It would be telling this story about how someone died horrifically. And then yeah, it would be like a cutaway, like what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, or like you know, clip art gag where it's just like you know a little cartoon of someone, and it's just like,
1: <laughs> you know, they get squished or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. This one, most of the most of the episodes I've watched, uh, everybody has survived, mm. and they'll and they're like they're. Like in the episode, like they, you know, they're interviewed, like telling the story right. themselves and stuff, which I like, maybe maybe that's what makes it more interesting than like, like, uh, I don't know, one that she watches a lot is, I think it's just called Air Disasters or whatever. It's usually like, it's like <laughs> airplane crashes or whatever. Yeah. Um, not a
0: high survival rate on those.
1: Yeah. Um. And that's mostly like a narrator being like, and then the engine went down and they spiraled into a free fall. And maybe it's maybe it's because I shouldn't be alive is uh like told from the first person perspective that makes it more interesting, like knowing like kind of what they were going through and stuff. Um I just went back and watched the the first episode that she had told me about, and that that's the only one where people involved did die because there was like five people involved and only like two people survived, and it was, oh. it was it was insane. It's like what a what a fucking pilot. Like that's what you use for your for your opener. It's like these people are on a we're on a a yacht trying to sail from like Maine to Florida, and there's a big storm overturns the yacht. Uh, they're like adrift in the Atlantic Ocean in just like a dinghy. like a little you know life life raft. The yeah. five of them. Uh, one, one of them got like their leg, like a super deep cut on their leg from like when the boat went down
2: Oh, um,
1: and there's like the, the water in the raft is like, has got like piss and pus and like all, it's all like fetid and stuff. So they all have like staph infections. Two of them like start drinking salt water because they, you know, they're thirsty, but you're not supposed to. The one girl with the cut open leg is like dying of sepsis, and uh, oh. they they are in like shark infested waters, of and course. like the two guys that drink the salt water like start hallucinating and just walk off the boat and just get ripped to shreds like immediately. Oh, and then the one girl dies of sepsis, and they like have to like push her overboard. She gets pulled under, and it's very grim. It's good though. It's it's very like it's it's very i mean it's a captivating story yeah it is is what it is but yeah it's 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 insane yeah that that happens there
0: was a there was a podcast series that i listened to where i think they actually just made a movie about it or like a docuseries uh survival in the andes have you heard of this
1: oh wait is this the uh that's probably um society of the snow right is, is, yeah, it's
0: about, like, a rugby team. They're going yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. Argentina for, or something. Yep, it's oh, up for it? a
1: couple Oscars. Or at least one. It's up for Best International feature at the very least.
0: Yeah. Uh, last podcast on the left just did, like, a three-part mm-hmm. series about that. And, yeah, that's, like, they they had to, like, you know, if someone died, they had to resort to, like, eating them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was... The, the fact that like a handful, like, I think like 10 or 15 of them ended up surviving, but it was Mm -hmm. like that, like the way that they described the, like the, like they cause they were basically like living inside the hull of the airplane. And then like one of them, you know, it was one of the situations where like, if this one thing didn't happen, Mm -hmm. everyone would have died. But like a couple guys like woke up early in the morning and they heard something and they're like, that's kind of weird. And it was an avalanche and this avalanche of snow came down and like because those two were up, they were able to like help dig out other people, but like they described dying in an avalanche and it's, it is God awful because it's it's basically like being buried alive, but like your breath melts the snow. I think they call it like the mask of death or something like that. Because, uh, like, you, your breath melts the snow enough to, like, give you a little pocket to breathe in, but then you're just, like, breathing in, like, carbon uh, monoxide or whatever, and uh, you just slowly uh, asphyxiate. Jesus and, Christ. But I was like, you know, if those two guys hadn't have woken up, they all would have just been swept away by the avalanche, and, like, that would have been it. But because yeah. they were up, they were able to, like, you know, dig around in the snow, pull people up, and then they were able mm-hmm. to, like, dig around. And I do think a couple people did end up dying that way, but, like, yeah, those types of stories are nuts to hear about.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like, like s- most of, most of the episodes that I've watched of it are basically just happenstance, like,, mm. they happen to be looking in the right place at the at the certain time, or, or something like that, and uh, especially that one where they're in the ocean because it's like the ocean's so fucking big.
0: That, yeah. like, And they ended
1: up just getting picked up by a random, like, shipping vessel that was, like, oh. drifting by. Just it's total like, happenstance. What are, what are the chances that that, that that would happen? Like, honestly, I would probably just drink the salt water and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go insane. Like, I don't know if it's, like, being high or what, but I'm like, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least I won't know. <laughs> uh,
0: there was, um, yeah, There's like, another story about, uh whalers in like uh-huh. the, the late 1800s, early 1900s where like they were on a whaling expedition and like technology back then was so primitive that basically like they got totally lost off course. And then, yeah, it's basically like a string of guys and dinghies very, very similar, like start drinking salt water. They all start just hallucinating, slowly drying out. And then like half of them and then totally randomly, they just get picked up by another boat yeah and then i think yeah. like one of the dudes in that story ends up like continuing to just he, he he just keeps going out like if that happened to me i would be like all right cool uh i'm never going the, on a boat yeah. ever again
1: you'll see yeah it's 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 like different episode to episode there's somewhere it's like they never went canyoneering again. And then yeah. the next one, it's like, there was one where the dude's like, oh man, that one was intense too, where they got like such bad frostbite. It was three guys and two of them uh, lost like all their fingers and like some of their toes. One of them lost like all his fingers, half of a leg and half of a foot. Oh. And and that guy's like, yeah, I, I he's like, you're, I'm I'm never gonna not climb, like I still do it, like it, yeah, it's that's nuts. <laughs> but like people have that have that drive.
0: There was uh, <laughs> speaking of yeah, speaking of that, I don't know how I got on this tick. I don't know if you may, you talked about it, uh, but like that movie Free Solo. Yeah, I got I don't know I was like I, I just went on one of those Wikipedia wormholes where I started looking up like people who did the free soloing because like the idea of just climbing something with no support system whatsoever is Mm -hmm. insane to me and every single time i clicked on like a blue name on wikipedia for like a free solo climber (laughs) every single time if i saw a death date it's because they plummeted like 300 feet to their death (laughs) it's like and then people still do it. Like, I, you know, you got that compulsion, I guess. You, you have to do it. But it's just like, yeah, climb for 40 years. And then, like, the difference between, like, you and instant death is, like, a pebble. Mm-hmm. One little pebble that's in the wrong spot. And you're just like, whoop, and you're gone.
1: Yeah, I know. That's that's why, <laughs> Um, I mean... It hypothetically, if I had the the time and that drive to like take climbing that seriously, that's why like you'd never catch me free soloing. It's because it's like it's not even like your own. It'd be a different case if I mean I still don't know if I would, but I definitely won't because it's like there's so many uh what do you call it like like variables that like you just can't control. Like yeah. you could be the best, most perfect climber in the world. You can make no mistakes. And yet there could be like a miss a misplaced thing or like, you know, uh it 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 had I don't know, just some shift in the weather or something that like made this little this normal hold loose and then it slips and, and you're dead. It's like yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, like no fault of your own. It's just, you know erosion happens and stuff so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm just like looking at pictures and getting
0: sweaty palms just like (laughs) yeah i can't even like seeing videos of like dudes whose like job is to replace the light bulb at like these you know thousand foot towers like Oh they, my like, god, I know. They have like I the, the Francois about. Bourgeois oh. style like head cam. Yeah. And like you see the curvature of the earth and I'm just like knees weak, palms sweaty. Like yeah. Ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that should yeah. Those are yeah, very
2: uh <laughs> very nerve wracking. Um <sighs> oh.
1: yeah. There's there's me closing out the episode again with some like way off topic <laughs> bullshit. <I know. laughs> off, uh, yeah. I should I should have watched. Uh, I don't know. Should have. <laughs> I, I don't ha, I don't have a lot of like <laughs> romantic comedies on my watch list, but
0: the only so other she... one I'd be interested in. I uh, maybe it's not a romantic comedy. the The Jennifer Lawrence one that came out this year.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No hard I, feelings. I, my... Yeah. People people are I saying that's like,
0: "Oh, cool, like the 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 mid-budget comedy is back."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: I think it got
1: like decent reviews too, so that's good. Good to yeah.
2: hear. Yeah. Um
1: <sighs> All right. Uh so we just got a regular movie next week. Yeah pick you I see you sticking at uh, me we are going to watch a movie okay <laughs> yeah uh, we are going to watch uh, from 2011 mm. sticking in we've been right around this area for the last couple weeks we were in the 80s for a second
0: there too we had like Indiana Jones we had like Blue Velvet
1: yeah yeah right yeah, this is uh, directed by Ben Wheatley. We're gonna watch Kill List. Oh, which um, I would not look too into it. I already, I haven't seen it, but I kind of already know where it goes, and I think it's okay. best to not know. Don't look! Don't look! I I know. Every time I list up the things, I see you tap 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 Google search it. <laughs> Don't do it too. don't don't you know?
0: Uh, I'm just looking to see what else Bill Wheatley has done. Uh, he did the he did Meg that. too. He did <laughs> do the Meg too. Uh, uh, he did that uh, Free Fire movie, the yeah. the Brie Larson uh, shoot 'em up movie that I mm-hmm. I haven't seen, but I remember seeing the That's trailer fun. for. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, he he actually has a few that uh that I've seen and like. I'd probably say my favorite one of his that I've seen is high rise. Uh, and then I've seen free fire sightseers and in the earth in the earth is cool too. Okay. Um, yeah, and, I'll, uh,
0: I won't look anything up about this movie. I'll, I'll go, I'll try to go into it completely
1: uh, blind. Okay. Yeah. Kill, this one kill list is, I think the one that kind of put him on the map as far as I know. Okay. Um, and something I will say is like every movie that I've seen of his so far is very different tonally Um, so despite not he's one where like I haven't loved a single movie of his that I've seen so far but I'm always intrigued to check out more of his stuff another one I want to see of his is A Field in England Um, okay uh, oh hell
0: yeah yeah. it's free on Tubi hell yeah Tubi coming in clutch
1: hell yeah yeah, and it had... That's right. Boom. The lead is... Uh, what's that guy's name? Neil Maskell. I forgot about that. Cause I started watching a show. Unrelated, obviously. Mm. Uh, and he's... That guy's in that show. And he's, he's awesome in that show. It's called Utopia. Um, oh, okay. He plays like a hitman in it. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways. Okay, so if you don't want to be spoiled for Kill List watch it before next week's episode. These episodes come out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST on YouTube and Twitch in video form, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more in audio form. We also have uh, social pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, with all that said, I know something else I forgot. With all that said, I'm your restaurant host with... Photos of shirtless children uh, taped to my host tape table. Well, I'll put a little. That's clip a detail in there. that
0: I didn't catch. That
1: <laughs> I didn't catch that detail. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: well. Uh, uh. Something.
1: Something. That's sure what it looks like. Uh, and and with me as always.
0: Oh man! As always, I'm your. uh... I'm your. Naked guitar player in your daughter's bedroom, uh, rehearsing for my upcoming avant garde performance. Uh, don't mind me, definitely wasn't here to uh, hit, hit your daughter's back shots. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, and I'm Nick. <laughs> uh, happy and Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day? Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll do that one. <laughs>